I hope you are ready to talk some Mets baseball because I'm going in on this episode. First of all, if you follow me on Twitter at Raw Uncut Sports, thank you. If you don't, you want to go follow me, go ahead. That's uh, at Raw Uncut Sports. As you can see from the title of this episode, Wild Week for the New York Mets. It was a wild week. It really was. Strange. A lot of things happening. Rain delays. Pitchers getting hurt. What could have gone wrong in the Braves series went wrong. And then it kind of seemed like against the Phillies, uh, what could have gone right went right for the New York Mets. And it was just, again, it was just a really weird series. I'm not going to recap too much of the Braves series. I, I, I missed that one, uh, I, I, the chance to do a recap for that one. But um, obviously we lost three out of four to the Braves. Look, the Braves are a good team. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty solid, but I'm, you know, I'll continue to say it. I'll continue to tweet it out. I'm not scared of that Braves team. I believe that the Mets are the better team. And I think we've proven that so far. Um, and before I go any further, actually, I do want to say one thing. Okay, I'm going to kind of go off the rails here for a little bit. Um, you know, again, if you follow me on Twitter, I kind of went on a rampage uh, over the weekend. And, you know, it's all directed towards... The Atlanta Braves fans, they have really become a, an annoying fan base. And I never thought that I would hate a fan base more than the Philadelphia Phillies. And I really don't hate the Philadelphia Philly fan base. I really I really do respect them. They're, they're just, they're my kind, to be honest with you. But these Braves fans, any reply you give them, they reply back with, you know, a World Series trophy. Look, we all understand, we all know, we all acknowledge that the Braves were the best team last season and they won the World Series. We know that. But we are a hundred and what, hundred and ten games deep, 115, whatever it is, into the into the 2022 season. And the Mets have gone through a whole lot, and we haven't lost grip of first place. And quite frankly, I am tired of teams and players of opposing teams, specifically the Phillies, Zach Wheeler, and the Braves, Strider, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, talking shit about the Mets. And I don't understand what the Braves fans' uh, deal is, but they're as dumb as a bag of rocks. Um... They've had a great decade in the 90s, division titles. But at the end of today, as of right now, August 21st, 2022, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves, and fuck, the Marlins too, all have two World Series championships. So all this talk that these Braves fans are doing is really annoying and quite frankly, I've seen some pretty disrespectful, disrespectful stuff on Twitter from Braves fans. And I just I just choose not to show any respect to those people. Um, and I know it's not all of them. It never is with sports fan bases. But I have no respect for that fan base at all. So, um. You know, all this talk about the Mets getting lucky and this and that. Like, Matt Olson, 
hit a check swing double yesterday in extra innings against the Astros on Saturday night. And in his, you know, in his uh, post-game interview, he mentioned something about sometimes it's better lucky, it's better to be lucky than good. Well, goddamn, the fucking irony of that, when you, when everybody's talking about the Mets being lucky all season, I'm tired of teams, I'm tired of fan bases picking on the New York Mets, and all I ask is for a little bit of respect. Like, this, this Mets team is a team that doesn't strike out a whole lot, has the third highest freaking foul ball rate. Like, we put the bat on the ball, which is the object of baseball. I don't understand. Meanwhile, the freaking Phillies are an inconsistent offense. Meanwhile, the Braves strike out the freaking third most or the most in the majors. So, like, what are we doing here? I understand that we're all rivals, but show some damn respect because the Mets are having a really good season. And I have no problem saying the Braves are a good team. Before the season started, I said the Braves are a good team. This is going to be a three-team race in the NL East. It's more like a two-team race right now, but these all three are very capable teams, like a full healthy uh, Phillies team, you know, that offense is really good. They're just inconsistent. That's all. So I beg for Braves announcers and Braves players and Braves fan bases to keep talking about how lucky the Mets are. Because when we start bombing teams, kind of like we did today, Sunday, against the Phillies, where we hit three home runs late in the game to tie the game, to take the lead, to put some cushion in our lead. What are people going to say then? You know, that's really bulletin board material for the Mets. You think the Mets players haven't heard what Zach Wheeler said Saturday about us getting lucky? You think they didn't hear the comments of Spencer Strider? who, by the way, has to shave that mustache. It looks terrible. You think Mets players don't hear that? They're going to take offense to that. And then when we start hitting bombs and exit velocity is all of a sudden, you know, 200 miles per hour off off Mets bats, what are people going to say then? So I'm sick and tired of these fan bases, especially the Braves fan base, not showing us a little bit of respect. How about be original And stop posting, you know, World Series trophy from 2021. We understand that. We all know that. You were the champion last year. That's fine. How about we, you know, talk about the present a little bit. The fact that you're four games behind going into this next week. So, so, you know, know, I can be a little, uh, I don't know what what, what word you want to call, whatever you want to call it, arrogant, a dick on Twitter. So, you know, if I bombarded your timeline on Saturday with a bunch of tweets that may sound mean and all that, I'll be honest with you. Towards the Braves fans, they are intended to be that. Okay? So, that's my little bit of a rant. Let's get into this Philly series because coming off this series against the Braves where we lose three out of four... Me personally, I almost felt like we were going to get derailed a little bit. I didn't like 
losing three out of four, and then heading into Philly, doubleheader, down Carrasco, down Walker, spot start from Trevor Williams, spot start from David Peterson, Jose uh, Jose Budo. If I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's last name, but Jose Budo making his first major league start of his career. Um, it just didn't look like it didn't look good, you know, especially yesterday, uh, Saturday night in game three, game two of the doubleheader where the Mets bats just really fell asleep. It looked, I just didn't like it going into today. Right. So, um, but the Mets continue to do what the Mets have been doing all season. And that is just fighting through adversity. It's like when the pitching is not there, the bats seem to wake up. When the bats are not there, the starting pitching is holding up and the bullpen is playing very well. And let me say this real quick about the Mets bullpen. I understand the Mets didn't go out there and make any key moves or big name moves at the trade deadline for a reliever, specifically a left-handed reliever, right? Because we all know at this point, that's what we were looking at, right? That's what we were needing. But I have a lot of confidence in this Mets bullpen, like I really do. It's something about this, something just in general about the team that they are, uh, they are ready for whatever is thrown at them. And I'm gonna look it up real quick because I know I tweeted it out on Saturday night regarding the Mets bullpen after the double header, um, but. Listen to this. After the doubleheader yesterday, all right? The Mets bullpen pitched eight and a third innings, gave up two earned runs, gave up two walks, gave up six hits, struck out 10, and had three clean innings combined in both games. And then obviously today, you know, Jose Budo gets the start, gets rocked in the first inning, but the Mets bats answer, eventually tie the game. And, and, you know, Trevor May doesn't have a good inning, gives up the, the solo home run to, to Segura. And, you know, I see on Twitter, we bash the Mets bullpen. But yes, after yesterday, we weren't praising the Mets bullpen. Why is that? I do praise them because I think it's a good bunch. Have they been inconsistent this season? Yes, Absolutely. Man, but when we factor in everything, all these spot starts, and I don't know what other teams around the major leagues are doing as far as spot starts and number six and seven and eight starters on their team. But when it comes to the Mets, fuck, it seems like they've had a lot of spot starts. Okay? And guys have stepped up. Peterson has stepped up. Trevor Williams has stepped up. Like I had somebody tell me, Saturday night after David Peterson's start at night, game two of the doubleheader against the Phillies, that his command sucks and this and that. He walks too many batters. You know what? Yeah, he, he his command is not always there. He does walk a lot of batters. But this is a guy that has been up and down like a seesaw from AAA to the majors, back to AAA, back to the majors. There's no consistency. The guy has no routine. I'm not going to knock the guy, especially, especially 
after during the season, at some point he had a stretch of six games where he struck out seven or more batters. And I believe that stretch was in the middle of not having Scherzer or DeGrom on the team because they were injured. So I'm not going to kill David Peterson after last night, after Saturday's game. He did the best he could. And like he says, he just has to stay focused and pitch wherever he's at, whenever he's asked to pitch. And that's it. And that's all he can do. That's all any professional athlete can do when they there is no routine to his to his game. There's just no routine to his game. The guy doesn't know when he's going to pitch. How crazy is that? You can stay ready. You can prepare. But it's not the same for a guy like... Scherzer and Walker and Carrasco, they know they're going out there every fifth day. David Peterson does not know when he's pitching, when he's starting, when he's getting sent down, when he's coming in for relief. So as a whole, when I look at the Mets bullpen in 2022 as a whole, it has not been terrible. Of course, Diaz sticks out like a sore thumb. He's been solid. He's been great. He's been elite. He's been, he's a fucking Cy Young talk closer. But everybody else has been, of course, not as good, but they've been good enough. They've been good enough. So let's not knock the Mets bullpen. And again, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I am very raw and uncut. I keep it really honest with myself i keep it honest with everybody that follows me that sees my tweets that responds to my tweets um i call it how my two eyes see it and my two eyes never lied to me if if the mets are doing something shitty players whatever the case may be i'm gonna say it i'm gonna tweet it i got no problem with that but let's not sit here and say that the bull this is the worst bullpen can it be better of course it can but I don't think it's going to get any worse. We just need some consistency out of the bullpen. But that doubleheader from yesterday, Trevor Williams started, David Peterson started, and then the freaking bullpen came in and held their own in each of the games. And we end up splitting with the Phillies. It happens. It's okay. We came right back today, down three times, down 4 nothing. We tie the game at 4. Down 7-4, we tie the game at 7. Down 8-7, we come back and we freaking take the lead and and eventually get the win. So this is a really uh, impressive series from the Mets against a rival. Doesn't matter how bad the Phillies' defense is. Doesn't matter how inconsistent the Phillies are. These two teams always battle. And I, I respect the Phillies. I respect their fans. Braves fans, not so much. Jeff McNeil had a great, and I mean a great series against the Philadelphia Phillies this weekend. Impressive, if you ask me. He had a, you know, two great games on Saturday. He ends up going seven for fourteen in these four games against the Phillies. Scoring two runs, three doubles. He's got 33 doubles on the season. I, I didn't think he had that many. I thought somewhere around 20, 22. He's got 33 doubles this season. Two RBIs and a two-out RBI and some really stellar defense 
in this series against the Phillies. I think I put up a poll a while back. Who's the MVP of this Mets team? And it was it was a while back, maybe like a month or two ago. And it, you know it was McNeil, Alonzo, of course, Lindor, and probably Diaz in that poll. And I don't remember who won the poll. And it doesn't really matter who won the poll. But man, looking, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go back after this show and and look at that poll and see who, you know, who got the votes. But man, McNeil is really making a case. Without him, I don't know if we we are where we are. Seventh inning or later in this series for Jeff McNeil, two for six, one RBI, two doubles, one walk. That's clutch, man. That's clutch. That's really clutch. McNeil is not 100%. His thumb, finger, whatever it is, it's not, it's not 100%. Marte is not 100%. Man, Marte has been fucking phenomenal. These winner acquisitions that the Mets have had, Marte, Canna, they have really come through for the New York Mets in 2022 so far. Marte is the table setter, man. Like, he gets on base and, it, you know, it's time for Lindor and Alonso to eat. Lindor is not letting up. He's been hot. He's been hot for like a month and a half already. Going on two months. Alonzo, he needs to wake up a little bit. He needs to wake up a little bit. He's starting to chase again. And I think with this team, it's everybody wants to contribute. Like when Jeff McNeil swings at the first pitch after the Mets are in the middle of a rally or score or whatever. I think he's just being a little too over aggressive and just he just wants to get in on the action. He's toned that down a bit. Alonzo now is chasing a little bit. And I think it's the same thing. He sees he sees uh Marte get on base. He sees Lindor driving in and really pulling the ball and swinging the bat really well that he just wants to do the same thing. He's overthinking it. But that's okay. They they will all hit on the same cylinder at some point. Which I don't think they ha- have done so far this season. Which is scary. As we get deeper into the season and into the postseason. But I mean, yeah, McNeil's not 100%. Marte's not 100%. And those guys are out there playing every single day. Both games of the doubleheader. That's what you want to see from this team. They grind out at bats. They're going to make the pitcher work. Zach Wheeler had, what do you go, like four innings, five innings. He was at like 90 pitches. They made him work. He was frustrated. That's why he said what he said after the game. So, look, I'm impressed with the New York Mets. We're 30-something games above 500. we We've been in first place all year long. We've missed Scherzer for about a month and a half. We've missed DeGrom for the whole season, basically. Just now got him back. And he hasn't missed a beat. So, you should be impressed with the Mets, too. They have done a fantastic job um, staying afloat. You know what I'm saying? Just staying afloat. Being really competitive not getting down in uh you know when times get rough not getting down when they're struggling 
They seem to come through late in games. How about Nate Fisher today? The banker. The bank teller. The guy was freaking working at a bank. And all of a sudden gets, uh, you know, gets assigned to the Mets and comes in for relief. Three innings of relief. And pitches damn well. He pitched so good that after the third out of his first inning, they had to check him for some sticky stuff. Impressive to come in like that and hold down the fort. Credit to him. Credit to the bullpen. Now we go into the Bronx. And uh, we got to take care of business of the Yan- with the Yankees. The Yankees are not playing good baseball. I'm not surprised that we beat them the first two times. And I won't be surprised if we beat them again two times. I think we'll split this second round. But honestly, with Scherzer and DeGrom, Vogelbeck in the lineup with that short right field porch, Brandon Nimmo, our guys should go to work. Our guys should go to work. I think that's going to be a huge advantage for us. Um, Obviously, it's an advantage for the Yankees too, right? They play there 81 times a season. But for us, we're going to benefit. I'm not scared of the Yankees. It's not a good team. They're built off straight power home run hitters. This is not a manufacturing run Yankees team. This is not. They don't have players like they had in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the Mets have those kind of players. So let's take these uh, couple games from the Yankees and then our, our schedule lets up a little bit. I think we we still have three or four more against the Dodgers. I think it's three more because we haven't played a four-game series. So it's three against the Dodgers, which we split earlier in, in what, in June against them. So it's not like the Mets can't beat them. They got some reinforcements back. But again, we're playing well too. We have the what, the second, third best record in, in the freaking majors. That's impressive. We're a good team. The Mets are a good team. You should believe. <laughs> you should believe at this point. So all, and you know, back to the wild week thing. Man, Again, the Braves are not that good. They got they got lucky. They got lucky. Rain delay. Carlos Carrasco pitches. He comes back. Hurts his side. Walker is, is done. Doesn't even finish an inning or whatever it was. Fucking we used up all of our bullpen. We don't have any off days. And then we come and we enter right back with three out of four t- with, uh, against the Phillies. So that that right there shows you what these Mets are made of and what they're willing to do to help each other out. So let's hope for no more injuries, man, because we can't afford them anymore at this point. We've been pretty lucky on the offense side that we haven't been hit with any real long-term injury, right? Um. So let's hope it stays that way. And Carrasco and Walker, they have not hit the IL, I believe. I know Walker hasn't. Carrasco, I can't remember. But even so, hopefully it's nothing major and they can come back and 
you know, give us give us what we need, which is quality starts at this point. We have the pitching. We're going to get Drew Smith back at some point. We're going to get McGill back at some point. So, um, so I look forward to those guys coming back and us staying healthy and just moving on, man. Taking it one game at a time. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, if you follow me on Twitter, if you don't, follow me at Raw Uncut Sports. And, uh, you know, just, you know, we're going to keep talking shit to those Braves fans and, um, you know, keep enjoying these, uh, these Mets games.